when Dustin Johnson won, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Still gets a green jacket, still gets to go back for the rest of his you know golf playing life. But I, it just wasn't the same to me. It just was different. It was like shoehorned in, and and then and then we had another one. What three months? Yeah, that wasn't three months. It was April, so it was eight months, seven months. No, it was November. November to April is five months. You just said eight months. Five, six. Well, <laughs> it's November, okay, December, Craig. January, February, March, April is six months. It was in the middle. I mean, it, it looks eighty-three. Yeah, he does. But even if I said, to, if you said to Lacava, you know what? No PGA Tour, no majors. Mm-hmm. Go, go find somebody on the Champions, Champions. Tour, somebody on the LPGA, European somebody cuts. on the European. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere over there where it won't be a com- it won't be a com- a com- it won't be a <laughs> not saving you, pal. This is too good. This is one of this is why I show up at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Competition. Yes. He doesn't want that. I don't know. I'm not Corby. I don't know that much about all of college football, but I do know about the University of um, Georgia football team. <laughs> it took you a second. Yes. Because I've been a avid fan since I graduated. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I don't throw it in anybody's face. I don't wear all my garb. I don't, you know, but when the few times we've had, um, when I do, um, come on, now. I'm trying to think what I'm <laughs> trying to think. It's <laughs> after 10 o'clock, man. I mean, we're not usually on the air now. Mark that. I'm trying to think. Mark that, Jay. <laughs> That should be the beginning of every segment. <laughs> you know, you can get a on Amazon. You can get a personal sauna for your house for like 180 bucks. <sighs> Not just into plugs it. into a wall socket. Okay, so you got this this Yescom portable steam tent spa decox de- <laughs> detox. Mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That sounds like it would be painful. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that funny? I guess there are certain limits to me. I don't care what PETA thinks. Do I look fat in this? Why do you hate money? I love money. I like money. That's one flawed guy. Well, howdy ho. It is 8.03 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket, January 22nd, Saturday morning. And if that's the case, you have a robbed e-break of a tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarten. We're at the Avid Golfer Magazine. Check out the newest issue with the uh, three superstars on the cover, Jordan Speed, Scotty Scheffler, and Will Zalatoris. We'll get into Will later in the uh, leaderboards. And today we are at the greatness of Union Bear Brewing. It's right on the, I'm going to say it's on the southeast corner of 121 and the Tollway. Specifically Plano. We've been here many a time. And if you go to my Twitter feed, at Arnett Rick, you can see some of the delectable items. Better yet, go to their menu, Union Bear Brewing put out the feedback we'll be stuffing our face by about 9:15 today more importantly it's a great place to watch a football game yes it is 
just fabulous. Indoor or outdoor. They have a beautiful patio out there. They got the little water feature out there. And uh, this is the place to go. You can go with the guys, bring your lady, and it's all good here at Union Bear Brewing. Bring them both. Aptly, <laughs> aptly run by the greatness of Tanner Fleming. So uh, we'll be here till 10 o'clock. A lot of golf to get to. This is proudly sponsored by PGA Tour Superstore. They have one right down the road, right on Preston. It's their number one selling store in the country. That shocks me. Uh, only because they have four of them in town. I know. There's yeah, certain areas where they only have one in town. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, it's a great destination, right? It, it, before they had one in Southlake, you still came out here, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shocks me that that's still the number one store, but good for them. Well, check that out. Don't forget to check out their T-Box specials. Uh, 20 off your first 100 and then on a separate deal, 50 off your first 250 So you can save $75. You spend $350. Just mention the T-Box when you check out. Yep. There you go. So, uh, don't forget uh, Ideal Golfer and uh, Golf Moose. We have a myriad of courses up there, stay and plays, some big highfalutin courses. So, don't forget that as well. We have Kern out here engineering. Morning to you. Good morning to you. You seem, you seem a lot better off than last week. Oh, Looks yes. Like you got some sleep. Mm-hmm. Nice to see. And back at the station, Jay King is out with the COVID or Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Still have to think about that when I say it. So in his stead is the Does not a Marion <laughs> Creighton Branch. Good morning to you, buddy. Uh, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? <laughs> We're doing good. What What do you do during a week? What? Uh, well, I I write uh, basketball articles and then I write for a music magazine. So that's what fills my entire time during this whole week. Really. Music magazines. All right. He's a, a scribe. Writer. We have a scribe. About that. Nice. Look at that. And Jonathan Dodd doing tickers twice an hour. Nope. Good morning, you, buddy. Nope. Uh oh. Nope. Who? Who would this be? Check in, please. You got uh, Ryan Medellin, boys. A little Saturday morning appearance for you. Oh. Nice. Hey. How did you get roped into this? Oh, I have a wedding this afternoon, so I couldn't do the afternoon shift, and uh, we're down a man on the weekend. So I thought, you know, I'll hang out with my old T Box boys. I like that. Yeah, feel free to weigh in whenever you feel like. I know you're, you kind of taste a little bit of golf. You play, I, don't you? I do, and so, uh, we'll say this. I got for Christmas not a uh, simulation or a simulator, but a hitting bay that I can put in my cl- backyard, and it's uh, greatly improving my game. Yep. Do you get a little launch monitor with it? Not yet. That's next. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I'm uh, evaluating all the, uh, all the ones. I don't want to spend... Four figures, but the ones that are five hundred bucks or so, they all have pluses and minuses. I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense, but it, they do help. They really do. So, uh, good luck with all that. It's a good way to pass the time. All right, let's get this show on the road because we have a lot of stuff to get to today. And up next, the Euro Tour has some of the best bits. It's <laughs> not even close. It kills the PGA Tour as far as bits go. And we'll talk about a contest that three tour players tried to accomplish. We'll do that next on The Little Ticket. Eli recovering. From what I hear, he's tip-top shape now from COVID. I know more people that have had COVID than that haven't. 
I can honestly say that. Whether it was the original, whether it's the Omnicon, whatever. There's an R in there, buddy. He's got AIDS. It's not. I looked it up. I've been mispronouncing it. Omnicon. It's not Omnicron, I don't think. I think it's Omnicon. You going to stand on that? Because somebody was hammering me about that, and I said, okay, I'll look it up. And I think there's no R in it, but we... uh, there is a R in it. Where is it? It's after the C. Omnicron. So what is? So I've been saying that, and everybody's saying, no, that's wrong. You're saying it wrong. Okay, whatever. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. How about that? So anyway, uh, <laughs> we're all vaxxed up. We're all boosted up. At least Rick I 2. am. Whatever. <laughs> that's my new motto. Yep. And uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. All right, 813 on the little ticket. Tea box out at Union Bear Brewing today. Uh, this is brought to you by... So that didn't win any break, by the way? The Greatness of Club Corp. And they have their Club Corp Classic. That's the uh, Champions Tour event. That'll be eight, uh, April 18th through the 24th at Las Colinas Country Club. So go to uh, Club Corp Classic. Get more de- details on that. Yeah, we both kind of messed up on that one because there is no end. No, but I wasn't cocksure like you were. I was cocksure, you know, until I wasn't. I looked it up. I still have to think about it. So we're your. I'm just going to say COVID from now on. The hell with it. I, sure. I, I can pronounce that. But yeah, we did get robbed. There was no doubt. Um, even even the muser said, "Boy, the P1s let us down." We thought that was one of the greatest e breaks ever, and uh, yeah. It's kind of like the anus. I didn't hear it. Got hosed on that one too. But I did get Top a lot of five de- ticket moments. I did get a lot of text messages mm-hmm. saying, "Genius, yeah, Rick was genius." It's the way it is. I I didn't get to hear what the muser said about us, but obviously they said something that we're not literate or I had some brain injury. No, not really. It was just of. it was just the whole flow of it and me being wheels off and it, it was fun. I mean, hey, it's a great pub. We don't do it on purpose. But when you're doing morning drive, when you're on morning drive, right. not a bad little bit. All right, we'll get leaderboards at 8.30. There's one guy playing that totally interested me. Uh, How about now? A little bit less so. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a guy uh, won his first Pro Tour event, and he had something with him that's kind of surprising. And I wonder if, if uh-huh. that leads into another question. Maybe. Oh, Maybe. Wow. At 9.10, my current battle with moles, the the vermin kind, not the ones that are on your body. I was about to say you got a good dermatologist. No, don't need that, but uh, pretty interesting stuff. And then 9.30, we'll do a little data dump. It's Nicholas's birthday, going through some of his records that are ridiculous, where Jim Nance is going to broadcast the farmers from. I thought this was interesting. And uh, go from there. But first of all, so last week, Hideki Matsuyama makes up five strokes in nine holes against Russell Henley. Birdie's the 18th. They get to the playoff hole. The sun is setting. And he's 277 out directly in the sun and just powers this three-wood to within two feet. He said he never saw it. I can't think of anything more... um, just it drives me crazy hitting into the sun and I don't know why that is because you're not looking at the sun when you're addressing the ball Mm-mm. and but it, it drives everybody crazy yeah 
I like I hate it like there's times when especially the course we normally play at the sun sets from the left mm-hmm. so as a lefty yeah hurts me doesn't hurt you um, but yes, it definitely hurts. By the way, I do have a little bit of a cold. A little bit. I noticed. So fighting through it. I'm fighting through Thanks it. Thanks for that. It's not COVID. Playing hurt. So don't worry. Um, They're not worried. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell them that to Kern and the Tanner right. and anybody who wants to come to Union Bear. Right. I had COVID two weeks ago, and I've even tested, figuring it could be a bounce back or anything. Nope. I've tested myself for COVID more than probably any other human. Okay, so doing that, how much do you... Uh... How much do you rely on the home? Do you believe in the home tests? Yes. Do you? Because I've had positive and I've had negative. Okay. Do you ever do two in a row just to see if one's a yes. false positive? Do you remember about how oh, two or three months ago I had that nonstop headache? Right. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I, I tested myself two and three times a day. Why? Because like, something was wrong. Yeah. And I went to my doctor and he did blood work. Nothing was wrong. Did my you know, blood pressure did everything. You couldn't find anything wrong with me. I just had a flipping headache for a month. And so every time I was like, all right, and we were, I was traveling. It's like, well, I'm not traveling if I have COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I kept testing myself over and over and over again. Um, so anyway, so I, I've tested myself more than anybody. And, I, and, you know, last week I was, or 10 days ago, I was positive. And uh, I'm getting to the point now, it, it's almost a non-issue. It, it, almost, so many people have it. It's like, I... I used to go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Now I yeah. shrug my shoulders and say, okay, well, it's going to take a couple of days. And yeah, vaccinated. Omicron yeah. does not. I've had it twice. So if I have again, you know, i got plenty of antibodies, I think. Maybe. So, but to tell. If, if, uh, if you're worried about me, I know my mother will be. Mm-hmm. She's listening and she doesn't know I have a cold. Mm-hmm. So. That's what moms do. Yep. All right, so, so that, was a, that was an iconic shot. And I'm thinking you're 277 out with it. And what was interesting on the on the last regulation hole, he's a, a natural fader of the golf ball, and the it's a do, pretty good dog leg left. Mm-hmm. So he can't doesn't feel comfortable, you know, hitting a, a draw with a driver. He puts his tee he places his tee ball. I mean, right next to the tee marker. I mean, right next to it. And I'm thinking he's gonna explode this thing. And he's a pro. Yeah, he got through it, but that was pretty wild. I've done that before. I don't. I'm, I don't know if you ever have, but I need to be on one side or the other based on things. And I don't care how much I say to myself, "Don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother me." It always does. Well, you're not used to it. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done the deal where you know I'm outside the tee box, my ball's inside. Yeah. And that's still weird. Yes. You know. And then the other thing, when you talk about looking in the sun, what always amazes me, and it's. I think every – now, we played with a le- another lefty the other day, Rusty, and I should have asked him. But for some reason, all lefties have a real problem seeing their swing in a shadow. And I don't know why because I actually kind of like it. doesn't bother me anymore. Not anymore? But no, it used to. did. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't bother me anymore. It used to. Because it would it – would, it would, um, I'd see it, and, I'd, and what drove me nuts is I'd watch my head move. Right. And so you – you know, when we talk to Anthony Broussard over at Pure Swing and we talk about, you know, what what should be and what shouldn't be, you know, your head's supposed to stay still, but ultimately it still moves a little bit. Yeah. And I'd watch it and it's like, oh, I'm swaying. I got to be swaying. He's going to miss a shot. So as soon as I take it back and see my head just move a mm-hmm. little bit in a shadow, now it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, the other thing, and this was posted on Twitter, uh, it's the Euro Tour. So they always have bits. 
they always have something going on, trying to make a hole-in-one from 150 yards, and it, they, get, they give these guys like 500 swings, and and they try other bits. That's always fun, by the way. Yep. Watching them. And, and they get frustrated. Oh, my God, yeah, they, they get do. frustrated. Because I'm sure they think they it's probably 1 in 20 chance, and it's that's why it's 5,000 to 1. Still one of the remarkable things, if you remember. So one year at one of our big AG events, we had Ed Lore mm-hmm. come out and hit a, hit a shot with every group. Yeah, we were at Tango Ridge. And, uh, and if he made a hole-in-one, he got a car. Yep. So he'd have, I don't know, we'd have 36 swings. No, he had, uh, I don't remember, he had 30 swings, something like that. And he made one. Early, rem- middle I, of the pack. I remember early on, I was getting inside of him almost in every shot. He was struggling because he, he wasn't dialed in with the right club. Uh-huh. And then he changed clubs. I think he changed balls, too. Maybe. So those guys are so different than us. Yeah. So anyway, so th- this bit they did, it had to do with uh, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Terrell Hatton. And the bit was they're on, I think they're on a racetrack. Yeah, racetrack. Race and what they had to do is hit and stick a drive on a one-foot wide fairway. One yard. One, one yard, yard wide? One okay. Yard. Might, as well, might as well been one foot. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean, you look at this thing. It was so. It looked like a ribbon going down there, and these guys were going crazy. And they were, and some of them weren't even close. Some of them weren't close, but some of them hit that one yard thing and bounced off. Yeah, I would have counted those. Yeah, maybe. But the whole bit was that. Mm-hmm. And finally, Terrell Hatton hit one, and they had the they had the top trace to be honest. You can kind of see, and you and you look at the expression these guys are throwing out, and body language, and so forth. And finally, Terrell Hatton got one, and I I would have bet anything that nobody would have got one. Well, that's definitely Especially with a driver. than a one, right? Especially with a driver. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Mm. But I wish the tour PGA Tour would do more bits like that. It's not in their DNA, is it? No, it's not. I remember that that young, I think he's, he's either Scottish or British, the young kid that was interviewing all the players. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And it just it just humanizes all these players because on the golf course, these guys don't look very human. I mean, they're, I don't want to say they're robotic, but they're so dialed in and they're not really chatty a whole lot. And, and after a while, they all kind of look vanilla. And so to humanize these guys and show a sense of humor and a little vulnerability and a little smack talk, they need to do this. Now, the tour is trying to do that Netflix bit. I'm still hazy on that. I'm not. I'm actually ready to go with that. Well, I'm ready. I just, I'm going to have low expectations because just knowing these guys and, and I've, I've said this, even the, even the template that they, that they went off, which is the drive to survive Netflix on Formula One. Right. It is absolute. I'm going to say this without equivocation that, huh. that those big words, Rick, I know can't do Omicron. Um, <laughs> that it's impossible to act natural when you know you're on camera. I'm not disagreeing. And I think that's going to be a telltale sign. And they said they're not going to, the tour's not going to edit anything, but I bet the players... Because you even made a comment to me in the open when they were, and I was struggling with words and stuff. You you never talk like that in a sales call or in a meeting. Mm-mm. So just knowing that I have a headset on changes me. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's good stuff. I mean, this is—it's all about entertainment. It's all about uh, attracting eyeballs and, and ears and everything else. And just having a garden variety event, whether it's the Amex Championship or the Farmers or the Nelson Colonial, whatever, in the grand scheme of things, you have to fight for those eyeballs. By the way, another side 
no, to mm-hmm. confirm that. So I went to bed last night at 6 o'clock. Bet. Didn't yeah. have dinner, just went to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't sleep forever. No. So I woke up, up about 4. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. I, I think I popped up, popped in and out one or two times. And, but at 4 o'clock, I pop up. And what do you do? I turn on the golf channel. Mm-hmm. And they have the Euro yep. event out there. Mm-hmm. Really good broadcast. Really yeah. good broadcast. It was really good. They're, they're really good at what they do. And you had a lot of guys from over here playing. I mean, Hatton was playing. and uh, Colin. Colin was playing. You didn't show him very much. Victor. I think Victor Hovland was in contention, yes. Mm-hmm. So you saw him a lot. And uh, it, it's good. And you, you see some guys who who may pop up in a major that you don't you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy, guy Jameson's leading, or it was when I yeah, let him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you know what? He's, he's probably a really, really good player, beating a lot of group, good guys. We never knew who ben, Brendan Grace was until nope. he competed in a major one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a that was actually kind of cool. I, I, I might do that more often on Friday nights. What I need to do is I don't have ESPN Plus, and they're starting to broadcast golf. What is ESPN Plus? It's just an add-on to the regular ESPN. I think it's app-driven, isn't it, Kern? ESPN Plus. It's mostly. App-driven. I thought it was part of the Disney Plus whole bit but it's not because i have disney it did was, it replace it espn bu- it was bundled together did it replace espn 3 that i don't know I, don't I have ES- when my son was playing at jacksonville that was the way i could watch his games was espn 3 yeah i never checked that three so i have a but i have, I have disney i have disney plus current and i tried to pull it up espn plus and it didn't show on my tv you probably didn't get it bundled together because uh, they were bundling it mm-hmm. or with that hulu or that or you need an update on your tv Probably not TV, maybe just do the app, just mm-hmm. refresh the app. But mm-hmm. I'm interested. I mean, they had some people out there uh, this week that uh, I'm curious because everybody, it's an arms race in technology and visibility. And I'm, I'm curious what these guys are doing that might be different than a regular CBS, NBC mm-hmm. broadcast. And, um, you know, with all the technology and everything, with Top Tracer and everything else, they should they should be able to show the contour of the greens and and all that kind of stuff. Anything to give us more information. You know why? Because it makes us appreciate what these guys can do. Yeah. You know, when you're yeah. they're playing Augusta and, sure. and, and the TV flattens everything out. But when you, if you've ever been out there, there's hardly any flat parts of those greens mm-hmm. except maybe the tee boxes. Everything else, you better adjust somehow, some way. And I still wish that uh, any practice areas gave you that opportunity to hit off uneven lies. Because... You hit balls on the range, completely flat, and then your first shot on the course, you've got an uphill lie, downhill lie, side hill lie, yeah. and you go, what am I supposed to do with this? So I wish they had that so you could practice that. Remember that one thing at the PGA uh, uh, show? Show It was kind of like one of those Bosa balls, right. and you could... I think I saw one of those. I, I think Anthony has one. At it was Pierce sitting Wingo. in the corner, yeah. and I wondered if he ever used it. Because that would help. I mean, again... we. These guys are so good. These guys can manufacture a shot, and I guarantee some of these some of these challenges they face is never they've never practiced. There's yeah. no reason to, and they still pull it off, and that's what talent comes in. But anyway, looking forward to a good year in broadcasting and uh, and seeing what by the way what is presented. A couple quick hits before we get into real golf. Mm-hmm. So next week is like the anniversary of the station, right? Twenty fourth, I think it started January twenty fourth. What is this today? Today's 22nd. So yeah, today's Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's your 28th year? Yeah. Well, one of the few, I think one of the, it's one of seven day oneers. I think that's what's left. A couple of production guys. And yeah, it's, uh, 
doesn't seem like a long time until I hear 28 years. Then I go, wow, time goes by. And so we'll, we'll get into Anthony Broussard later on, but it was your birthday this week. Mm-hmm. And Thanks for the coffee cake. Delish. Yeah, I brought you a coffee cake. Mm-hmm. Figuring, well, we were going to go play golf for your birthday. Yep. We went over at Rangers Golf Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you are making a dramatic change to your swing. You're for go- me, I am. For you. Yeah. You're going from being a f- heavy fader mm-hmm. to a drawer. And a cupper of my wrists. It's all baseball. Yeah. And so I watched you take your first lesson, and things went really, really well. And you came out of the golf course, hit some really good shots, mm-hmm. hit some not-so-good shots. Yep, I'd fall back in old routines. Yeah. So you're a range rat. You've been out practicing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably got another lesson without me knowing. Had one yesterday. See? How's it going? Posted on, on at our net, Rick. Um, you know, what I love about it, I love the process. I'm all about, you know, like if I'm trying to find a launch monitor, I like – I like doing some analysis and studying, and it may probably too much, but I still like it. And then with this, it's all about as long as you get enough positive feedback, you hit that one good shot, and sure. you kind of go, wow. And then when you hit a bad one, you now you know what you did wrong and right. Okay, and that's what I like. so in the last three years, what's been your lowest round? 77. When do you, when, how much longer till you break that? Don't know. Not even worried about it. Yeah, you need to have a goal. Well, my goal is to hit my new swing consistently. Then I'll start working on the other stuff. Because, okay. like, the other day, I didn't even want to keep score. I just wanted to worry about doing my posi- you know, body position and, and planes and all that other stuff. And I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. I only want a couple swing thoughts because anything more, you paralysis by analysis. Right. right? But um, Anthony keeps on telling me I can get really good if I really wanted to. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend that much time trying to get because it's a it, yeah it's a time thing right so you know most of the really good golfers we know they're they're at a 24/7 I mean it's it's all about them and and you almost have to be right it's a selfish sport right I don't know if I want to be that selfish my well, goal is always to be <coughs> play good vanity golf look yeah. like I know what I'm doing yeah so but maybe it'll come down but if I can get in the in the 70s fairly consistently. I'd be a happy man. Anything less than that, um, that's a grind mm-hmm. to me, to me. And I don't play a lot of money games like you do, so uh, it's different. But I sure like the process where it's going, and it's it's really fun. And the, the fact even at 65 I can actually do something like that, that's something to be said. All right. Uh, that was brought to you by uh, Arcus Golf. They got a, another big deal, Craig. The underground speakeasy. It's going to be a Cowboys. They're going to take out all the carts in the cart barn. They're going to they're going to dress it all up. They're going to have special cocktails and music and food and everything else. You could go to uh, um, ArcusGolf.com and check that. It's February 5th. That's a Saturday. And there's going to be live music there and all that. I think we went to the one uh, that was called Rare at Bear Creek and it was stupendous. So these guys do it right. So check it out at circusgolf.com. All right, up next, a leaderboard, maybe a couple of them. And one player I was completely mesmerized by. How did he do? Before we do that, let's talk about the greatness of advancedplaster.com, Craig. Our pool company, our pool company of choice and, and of the P1s. We've been uh, with him for over a year now. He renovated my pool. Every time I look out the backyard and I see the lights and I see I can flip on or flip off the spa or lights or whatever just by a, a, a button on an app, man, that's gold. Yeah, modernize your backyard. Oh, my goodness. Modernize. That's 
modernize your backyard. It's a centerpiece it's, of your backyard, it, isn't it? Well, and, and we're all spending more time at home. Mm-hmm. And the weather's about to break. Yep. Another month to see the leaves are budding a little bit. It's They're little. ready to go. So make sure you call JT before. So when it's time to open the pool, it's Memorial Day. And get you're on ready the schedule. To go. Yeah, get on the schedule and get it done because it's so important. By the way, you don't want anybody just working on your pool. Right? No. There's a lot of fly-by-night guys out there. Go get somebody that's been around doing it for 23 years, has a great reputation, has a million stars on Yelp. And if things go hinky, which they do in construction, sometimes he takes care of it too sweet. When my uh, when my filter went out during the freeze, he found one almost immediately. It was amazing. So check him out. If it's advancedplaster.com, advancedplaster.com, say hi to JT and wish the Bills good luck against the Chiefs this weekend. Is he a Bills fan? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hey, we're at the greatness of Union Bear Brewing today. Tanner Fleming, he's the major domo here, puts out a great spread. The menu is fantastic, unionbearbrewing.com. We'll be uh, diving wholeheartedly into the food units here in a little while. And uh, they'll be open at 10 o'clock today. So if you want to get your uh, TV viewing, football, any other sport. Golf. Golf, yep, come by. It's uh, right on the southeast corner of 121 on the tollway. We'll be here till 10 o'clock today. We'll do T-Box Trivia at 9.30 when a couple pass books. Make a pretty good question today. We'll see. This is brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour. And we got some leaderboards. This might bleed over into the next segment uh, because we have three of them going on. But let's go to the PGA Tour right now. And they're playing the American Express. And it used to be the old Bob Hope Classic. And it's out at La Quinta. And they play three different courses and... Uh, Patrick Cantley is leading. Looks unstoppable to me. Man, he's but he's only leading by one. No. Tom Hoagie is second at uh, 13 under. Now, Will Zalatoris. He had, uh, I think, a string of eight straight birdies yesterday. Something like that. To end. I think he yeah. closed with eight straight birdies. Shot 12 under. Interesting uh, note about him. 11 under. Is Shot 11 under yesterday. Yeah. Is he was telling me his he's been dealing with uh, you know him pretty well Josh Gregory, mm-hmm. golf coach, and he said one thing Josh Gregory told him is if you want to shoot a 61, plan on shooting a 74 or prepare to shoot a 74. If you're going to go flag hunting and everything, it's going to be some moments even as good as dialed in as these guys are, and, and he said it it freed my mind, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Yep, I I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, course i'm not i'm not worried about shooting 61 unless it's about 14 holes but (laughs) (laughs) um but and he's actually had kind of a interesting year he came on like gangbusters i think he only had two top tens last year i think he got tired yeah i think he did because he played just seemed like every event between Mm -hmm. corn ferry and all that at least he's got his card now which is right one of the one of the biggest crimes going that the tour doesn't have some allowances based upon how much money you make and well, all that. I think it was a lot of it was COVID related though, because they didn't have that end of year tournament, and he would have made it, and to let everybody keep their card for another extra year. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it was just a bad timing for him. Yeah, other notables, uh, John Rahm is. Uh, you think he's going to be lights out every week? Thought he was going to be unstoppable. He just didn't play well yesterday. Shot a seventy. He's eight under, so he's. He's a ways back. Um, could he make it up? Yeah, they, they don't have the cut till today, so that helps out. Uh, <laughs> Phil Mickelson 
Boy, he had a tough start. He was six over, I think, on the uh, front nine. Took a, he took a nine on one hole. Yeah, he did. Hit two balls in the water, I think. Something crazy. And you, you never think a pro is going to do that. But he did. And he's now seven over. Um, more now, likely to miss the cut. A couple guys I mentioned, because they're, they're playing. Seamus Powler. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many cuts he's made in a row. But he's just playing well. I mean, he's only he's 10 under, so he's tied for 12. But when you look at a guy like that making cuts, it's pretty cool. Vincent Whaley has made seven cuts in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's playing just lights out. Not, not top tens, but when you have a guy like that who, look, he's from here too, and, and I think he went to Wake. Oh, no, he went to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, a, a good little player, and uh, it's finding a way. Denny McCarthy. He's made a, a bunch in a row. These are guys keep an eye on as we get. I mean, this isn't a terrible field. You got Rom, you got um, Cantley, uh, Cantley. So it's not a terrible f- field. And Tom Hoagie's been playing. We didn't we mm-hmm. didn't mention him. He's I just in, I did. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. He's in second. I mean, these guys are all. Some of the guys are starting to, you know, turn things up. Turn things up a little bit. I anxious to see how the season goes. You know, next week you've got. You know, Jordan's playing and Justin's playing and Kepka's playing and and so you're you're starting to have like big boy golf mm-hmm. and uh, I think somebody said that that next week's um, at Tory they're gonna have 62 world rank points to the winner mm-hmm. that's like massive that's huge so yeah I like and to normally see. Tiger would have been there yeah so I'm I'm anxious to see how another guy Alex Smalley keeps making cuts I don't even know who he is <laughs> but um. You know, I watch it because I do DraftKings and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of guys out there who aren't household names making cuts. Making cuts, and it helps them because there's nothing worse than being at the precipice of losing your tour card. Yeah. And you talk about something weighing on you. You don't know what fields you're going to get in. You don't know how to schedule. Uh, on top of that, you, you didn't make any money. Right. I mean, that's the other thing. These guys are still spending money on lessons and swing coaches and everything else, and when you go out there and you and you poop the bed and yeah. you miss the cut. One other guy I'll mention, Wes Bryan. I love Wes Bryan. Um, he's the guy who's one of the Bryan brothers, does all the trick shots yep. on YouTube. and made. But he's a really, really good player. One, again, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's still Heritage, on medical exemption or whatever. And, and he's made a couple cuts in a row. He wouldn't have made it if it ended today. Right. But uh, he's still, I mean, he's three under, so he's got a chance. But I, I root for him just because he makes me laugh. In his little videos. All right, so here's the guy I was anxious to watch, and this is on the on the heels of Kyle Berkshire, who was on our cover, long drive champ. I think he just broke the world record for 253 mile an hour ball speed. I mean, it's just it's like a cannon. I don't know how any swing simulator would keep that without going go straight through like Swiss cheese, right? But he shot a 78, didn't do what very well in the par fives, which you would think they would kill. So I'm watching the guy this week. He's a South African, James Hart Dupria. And he averages, I don't know, 340 yards, 350 yards. He's like 20 yards ahead of anybody else. And I'm thinking, see, okay, how does that translate? Well, first thing I look at is he's 1,300th and 93rd in world rankings. 1,393rd. So he's a bit. Well, maybe. Maybe he's a bit. And with all these long drivers, the toughest part is can you score? 
I mean, you might be able to hit a drive. I mean, you <laughs> you, you yell and you say, Rick, come in here, and you're looking at his score, his play-by-play -play scorecard, and he hit one one drive 407 yards. He might hit a 407 yards offline. Yeah, it, it was, was funny. It was that crazy. So I'll give you some stats for his first round. Mm -hmm. His driving distance first round was 323.4 yards. He must have been using an 8-iron. I mean, who knows? But his driving accuracy was 57%. Not horrible. So on the second day, his driving accuracy was 71%. Makes you wonder what he was hitting off the tee. Screens and, regulation, right, uh, greens and regulation were 55%. Strokes game putting, minus 1.5. Mm-hmm. How about tee to green, minus 3 for strokes gain, tee to green. That, yeah. And then his total was minus 4.7. I mean, you're not going to do much on that. But here's what I found kind of interesting. Uh, he did have the longest drive, mm -hmm. 407 yards, and I think that was the one he hit so far offline. I don't, I'm surprised they found it. <laughs> and it makes you wonder. I mean, everybody, we're all striving for distance, right? Yeah. I go see Pure Swing. You're you're trying different drivers to see what's going to maximize because for some reason we are so tied into that. But it's it's – I'm not sure why to even rank it. In, in a course of a tee to, a, to in the hole, what are you ranking? Um, I think the best, they always say the best uh, stat now to predict who's going to win is who leads in strokes gained approach, meaning how you hitting your irons. Yeah. You know, and you might, you know, even if you're putting halfway decent, if you're giving yourself 30-foot putts versus 15-foot putts, huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just thought, again, he's he's, amazing. he's like, I don't know, 6'9", 260. I mean, he looks like an athlete. But uh, but it just shows you. I mean, you got bunners out there that are scoring way better. But when there's a bit like that, uh, I have to watch. I have to see. But I'm not surprised he's struggling. No. Not at all. Right? Not at all. All right. We got a couple other things. Let's get to... Uh, Upcoming, in, including a guy who picked up a new caddy. Huh. Coincidentally, he won that week. But how he did it and and who his caddy was, I thought was kind of interesting. But before we do that, let's talk about the greatness of our lead sponsor, PGA Tour Superstores. Again, one right down the street from Union Bear Brewing on Preston. They have one in South Lake. They have one in uh, Plano. And they have another one in South Arlington. And the beauty of that place is when you go in there, one time out of a million, you're looking for something, they won't have it. Mm. They have everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally. Mm -hmm. They got the greatest apparel. They got all the clubs. They got the swing bays. If you go online and uh, and set up a, a, a club fitting and you type in T-Box, that's a $150 value full bag fitting for free. Man, it is so worth it because... If you're not fitted these days, you're really losing something. You get something. Don't don't match your swing to a club. Match your club to your swing. That's mm -hmm. the way it should be, right? Mm -hmm. And they're just so good. And uh, and that that special 20 off 100 or 50 off 250. Just mention T box when you check out. It's gold. It so is. many people mention that. You so, know, you got two new drivers coming out. You got that TaylorMade driver out. Mm -hmm. and you got the Cali driver out. You're 50 bucks off. Yeah. How cool is that? That is cool. You don't. They're not discounted anywhere. No. So. Just go to go to PGA Tour Superstore, pick out what you want. When you get to the when you get to the counter and you're checking out, just say T box. Yep, it's worth its weight in gold. PGA Tour Superstores. Dot com. 
S sedan, which is unbelievable. Check it out at Mercedes Benz of Plano, right down the road on Spring Creek Parkway in the tollway. Uh, as we broadcast from Union Bear Brewing today in Plano, I love this place. Man, we got that food, one, the ambiance, that one flatbread, the Monte Cristo flatbread. Yeah, it's good stuff, and they keep changing up the menu. That's what I like. You walk in, you're never quite sure what's going to be on the menu today. I always like that a little bit of a surprise. All right, nine ten. My ongoing battle with varmints, varmints, varmints. It's uh, it's crazy. But first, um, a couple more leaderboards, then we'll get into our uh, caddy story. Is they're playing uh, over in Europe, and this is the DP World Ch- uh, Challenge, I believe, and it's the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, and Scott Jameson. Uh, is leading this by one over Shane Lowry. Thomas Peters, whatever happened to Thomas Peters? I thought he was going to be. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy who hits the ball a mile, and look like his game when he played in the Ryder Cup that one year as a rookie, mm-hmm. he hammered it. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of, it just shows you. Victor Hovland is eight under his, he's three back. Ian Poulter is four back. Rory McIlroy. Struggled. He had to birdie the last hole to make uh, cut on the number. Pretty amazing. Um and it's funny because his first event, I look back at these stats, his first event of typically of the year, he's never finished out of top five in like, I don't know, six, seven years? Well. Yeah. So just shows you. That's why they call it golf. Uh, on the LPGA side, uh, Nelly uh, Corda, who, you know, every time I watch her video, like a swing video or whatever, um, everybody lauds it, and I think it looks... I, I learn more from watching the women hit than the men. Men are just off the charts crazy, and I don't know, but watching the women, you know, they take nice, smooth swings, it seems like, and they don't... It, it's pretty cool. But her uh, her brother, right? Uh-huh. Playing tennis at the he, Aussie Open? He uh, upset the 12th seed on the first round. Not and too then shabby. lost. When did he lose, Kern, the third round? Yes. Yes, in the third round. Daniel Kang, uh, past cover girl on Avid Golfer Magazine. She's in second at nine under. Lives here locally. Jessica Corder, the sister of Nellie, is two back. And so, and guess who else is playing? Michelle Wee West. Really? So this is a tough course. She's top 25, and she's plus five. Tough track. But uh, she's back from a medical exemption, and... Well, she's married to uh, Jerry West's son. So bring, bringing it back to sports. Okay, so this other story that kind of caught my eye, and I remember when this guy first came out on the tour, and his name is pronounced Akshay Batia. He is a, a string bean. He must have a waist like 25 inches. I mean, it's just... He's just a rail, right? But he's got a really long swing, looks kind of eccentric. He's been around for a couple of years playing as a amateur, and, I mean, he's been, I think he's only 17 or 18 even now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's 19. So, came on tour a couple of years ago, didn't do so well. It's a, you know, when you're playing against uh, really good amateurs and all that, you can maybe lap the field a little bit. This is a different game. I always treat, like, the Corn Ferry or... I think Corn Ferry is is 4A. So they have 3A in baseball, which is one cut below Major League. The Corn Ferry, I think, is 4A. 
These guys are so close, and it's amazing how many former tour winners are back on the Corn Ferry. Yeah. They Did just you see they had a they had an event? Well, yeah, we're talking about it. So they ended, I think, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so but yeah, when you look and see how many winners PGA Tour winners are on that, you, know, you go look at the leaderboard, and you know I go down and see. Let's see, first one I see. Uh, well, they're not doing very well. <laughs> um, but I saw, you know, a bunch of them that are still in there. They're just, you know what, they're on the other side of their career. A lot of them are, so. Um, but, yeah, the the talent's amazing. Aaron Badley. Aaron Badley uh, finished at a certain point. He's a multiple tour winner. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Eric Compton, the man with a bunch of hearts. <laughs> at least three. Yeah. So, not all at the same time, but. That'd be interesting. <laughs> That'd be an advantage. You see somebody has heart, he really means it. Uh, so, uh, he played in a in a Corn Ferry event last week, and he just lit up on the last hole. He had a wedge in. He, he almost drop-kicked it in. I mean, he was that good. But the interesting part was he, what they call sliding into DMs. I guess you can – I always thought back in the day – you couldn't do that unless somebody was following you. I'm not a big Instagram person, so mm-hmm. this was an Instagram, so maybe you can do it. So they say sliding in, you kind of just make yourself known, introduce yourself, see what happens. You're kind of trolling a little bit of this uh, Presley Schultz. And they started talking back and forth, and next thing you know, he goes, hey, why don't you come out to this event? I don't have a caddy. Why don't you just carry my bag, essentially? That was the first tournament. This and one is? And he won it. Wow. And it brings the question, you know, we talked to uh, Mark Samble, used to uh, be Bob's uh, kid, used Who's to caddy. out caddying for Kelly Craft this week, I think. Interesting. I wasn't, we weren't sure, we've had him on several times, I wasn't sure if he was going to He's, get back in the game. I think it's going to Hawaii. Could be. He just likes going to Hawaii. I don't blame him, as yeah. opposed to here right now. Because last year he went back to uh, uh, caddy for Kevin Tway. Mm-hmm. So, why not, right? Get to, get to go to. <laughs> so, it's tough to ask a caddy this. Because it's their profession, and they mm-hmm. think they 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 bring something to the table, right? But when you look at a Rory McIlroy, he has his friend Harry Diamond on his bag, and and this gal this gal said literally, I knew nothing about golf, know nothing, and I'm just going to carry his bag. That's all I'm going to do. And but it makes you wonder what's more important. But can you imagine? Here's a kid. 19. He's trying to make it. Mm-hmm. He's 19, still not very responsible. Can you imagine what his parents said to him? It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. You found a girl who's hot, and you're just going to say, let him caddy for you? <laughs> really? What are you thinking? Are you out of your flipping mind? Well, there are times. We'll talk to Todd Hamilton uh, or somebody else. 19-year-old and... kid says, Dad, watch. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of players that... Only want somebody around as a as a psychological support. I remember Todd uh, would say, "I don't want he, I don't want him bringing giving me the club. I need to reach in the bag and get the club. I pretty much know the yardages. We don't talk about stuff that much on what shots to hit. And those people are kind of low maintenance. Um, and then other people like uh, Phil, when he was with Bones, I mean they talk incessantly. Or Bryson DeChambeau before right. his caddy left. I mean they they overanalyze everything, and that's their comfort zone." But I wonder if, uh, again, take out the take out the aspect you have to carry your own bag. I guarantee that would probably add how many shots per round for Especially these guys? Their, the what, staff bags? What, what their bags are, although she wasn't carrying a staff no, bag. No, no. The billboards, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I wonder how much that hurts over 18 holes. I mean, can you imagine those these guys carrying a bag at Augusta? No. Or Kapalua. How about Kapalua? Yeah. Uh, with the hills and everything. But it, it just makes me wonder how much, if you were looking at a flow chart, what's the most important versus least important? I wonder what the range would be for, for PGA Tour players or any pro on what they expect out of their caddy. The old, you know, show up, keep up, shut up. So I used to talk to Paul about this at length. Stankowski? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, he used to say, look, everybody wants something different. Some people some people really, really want a caddy, and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, like a Jordan Spieth, right? He needs somebody to talk to. He needs somebody who knows what he's doing. And then you got, you know, as... as and probably rein him in a little bit. As Paul would say, you know, I, I could have a trained monkey caddy for me because mm-hmm. all I want is carry the bag, keep up, and mm-hmm. do whatever. So everybody's different. And... Uh, you know, and Jordan wants, I mean, uh, Rory wants somebody just who can chat about, you yep. know, keep him, keep his mind engaged about other things. That's why he has a, a pal on it. So, by the way, I think he, I think he ended that. That I don't know. I'll have to go, I'll, think, I'll have to look at did, that. I'll look at that I during the break. I don't know that break. for sure. But here's, I don't remember that. But I, but I do remember it was either last year or the year before, Harry, uh, his buddy, uh, talked Rory out of making a stupid shot on 18. I think it was a quail hollow. And he was on the side, and he was in a, like a ravine, and, and, and Rory said, I, no, I got this shot. And he goes, no, you don't. Take your medicine, take a drop, and, and he listened to him. And that comes with trust. You know, trust right. equals consistency in time. And uh, so different strokes, literally. Uh, but I know when I caddied for you one time, it's, it, it, it's a process because you got to know – when to shut up, right? And then when to pat somebody on the back and give them a little you know pointer. What? And it's like being a producer on a, on radio, isn't it? Yeah, kind of is. Kind of is. It's really the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there. You're and there you, pretty much as. Got to be subsur- subservient for sure. Yeah. So. Anyway, I thought that was kind of uh, kind of wild, and I don't know how much longer they'll be on that bag. Oh, She'll I'm, be on that bag, but he won, you, so who cares, I know, right? But you know, his parents looked at him and said, "Dude." This is your career and your life. You're finally playing Corn Ferry and you got this little status. Don't do this. Well, maybe it freed up his mind a little bit. And he or pretty much showed up his little, card for next or year. Gave him, or gave him incentives like, I'll show my parents. Watch this. Yeah. You never know. I mean, you're 19. How many dumb mistakes do we make at 19? Plenty. A bunch. So, um, good for him. He's got his card. He doesn't have to worry. He's pretty much sewn it up already. And uh, that's, a like I said earlier, that's a... Freeing up your you call, mind to you schedule. Call, call Sean Spieth and say, okay, Sean, so that first event that Jordan played in after he left college to play professional, and he tells you he wants this girl, Annie, who he's mm-hmm. dating on the bag. Right. I bet Sean would have gone bananas on him. Bananas on him. Well, at some point, though, you got to you have to have confidence and trust in, in your kid. I mean, if your kid says, you know, this is why I want to try this, because kid's I just 19. feel comfortable. Kid it's not the end of the world. Let's say, know. let's say he crashed and burned. He didn't make the cut. Missed a I think one he lost sponsor's exemption. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he crashed and burns. He may never play again. He doesn't have any status. Yeah. But the other things weren't working either. No. You change the paradigm a little bit. See how that goes. But anyway, interesting story, and it just shows that uh, you know, I guess you can date online, and those things work, and good for him. Yeah. All right, it is a 9.05 on the ticket. That was brought to you by the greatness of your city of Arlington golf courses. And they got a big Super Bowl scramble on Sunday, February 13th at Tierra Verde Golf Club. So when you get a chance, go check that out and uh, play early and then watch the game late. 
and you will love it at Tierra Verde Golf Club. All right, up next, my ongoing battle with a varmint. But before that, let's talk about the greatness of Pure Swing Golf. We've t- I've taken a couple lessons there. You've taken one. And boy, uh, Anthony Broussard, well, here's what I like about him. They're all indoor bays right by uh, the Galleria on Inwood. And here's what I like about it and like about him is he doesn't overcomplicate things, which is huge, because you can only process so much. And two, when you do something right, he's really enthusiastic. Not crazy enthusiastic, but he gets he gets excited. He gets excited as, as much as we should, right? And I love that about him. Well, and I'll even give you another one. Forget about Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's got four other uh, teachers there who are just as good. I watched them giving lessons. Mm-hmm. They're all on the right. They're all on the same path. So it doesn't mean you have to have Anthony. You can have any of those four guys. I met Jeff yesterday awesome. when I was there, and he used to caddy on the LPGA tour. I think there's a kid named Sam that Rusty said he's awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. So go to Pierce Winfrey. Look, I took a lesson. Take, in go to where? Pure swing golf. Oh, there you go. What did I say? Nothing. <laughs> kind of mumbled it. I'll make sure you got it through. Uh, go ahead. And, uh, you know, it, he's working on you, getting the ball, turning the ball the other, mm-hmm. uh, the other way. I will tell you, he showed me where my weight was on my as I was swinging. Yep. And I, I started to think about it as I was sleeping and whatever. And I woke up, and you even saw it. I'm mm-hmm. way yeah. longer off the tee than I was before. And it was a simple little it's something to be said. Thought. Well, he has the swing plates, the weight plates, because you think you're forward, and he goes, no, you're still 70% on your back like I am. You know, so you need drastic measures to really change things. But uh, so far, I've loved the experience, loved the process, and I look forward to doing it again. And you will, too, if you go to pureswinggolf.com. Check him out. And I, if you're, you don't even have to be serious about your game. You just want to improve. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll ask you, what do you want? Do you want to be a scratch player or do you want to just Or do you just want to get through a, around the golf for four hours? Yeah, yeah. And do it with a smile on your face. Check it out. It's pureswinggolf.com. 9.13 on the ticket. T-Box had a Union Bear Brewing today in Plano. Doors open at 10. I suggest you look at their website, unionbearbrewing.com. Check out the vast and delicious menus of items that they have on million home brews check that that as well watch a little football watch a little tennis whatever you want to do this is brought to you by your park place dealers they have so many brands if uh boy if they don't have it you don't need it so check them all out they're strewn all over the metroplex park place dealers 9 30 little data dump uh jack nicholas turns 82 a couple of noteworthy marks and uh something jim nance is doing i haven't heard this before He's doing it for next week's uh, Farmers Insurance Tournament. But before that, uh, the weather today looks kind of, uh, well, it's cold today. Bottom line is. And so we'll see how that goes. Uh, It's supposed to get a little bit warmer tomorrow, maybe in the 60s. So it kind of depends on, you know, what's your your limit on cold? Um, I used to say at least lately, that anything colder than my age, I'm not so sure. But I've, as long as there's not a lot of wind, north wind, I don't I, really I don't mind playing golf in the 50s as long as there's no north wind. Yeah, north wind. I would agree with that. feels like 36 right now. It's going to be in the 50s. Early part next week, a little rain on Monday, and then 44 on Wednesday, and then back in the 50s through the week. So uh, plan accordingly. That We'll do T-Box Trivia at 930. 
Uh, tweet me at Arnett Rick with the answer. You get two uh, Avid Golfer passbooks for your troubles. I'm and guessing Kevin Na. Uh... <laughs> no. Well, so, um, way a while back, I'd been fighting lawn issues forever. And it, for some reason, I had a pristine lawn. It was Bermuda grass. But as my trees grew, the shade kind of hurt them. You see a lot of courses now. Bear Creek, let's say. They took out what? 600 trees? Because Bermuda doesn't w- grow well at all in the shade. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to have to have an open concept, or if you're going to have trees, you better have something else. And so in the last few years, it's been a little bit of struggle. Same for my neighbor. So one day, um, there was a guy. This is what I always do. I'm walking the dog around the neighborhood, and I, and I notice things, and I'll, and I'll see guys doing construction or whatever, landscaping. And if i kind of impressed, I'll walk up to him. Hey, can I have your card? And, uh, that's a good taste test, right? And so um, I see these guys putting in some sod. And I look at it. I watch it, watch it over a couple of days. Put in St. Augustine. It's good for, uh, it was that or zoysia or whatever. But anyway, it's, a, it's more of a, a temperate grass. So I s- so talked to my neighbor, and we went in together, got a little volume discount, and we pulled the trigger. And everything looked almost like, oh, my God. that's It's kind of like when we talk about a pool. Right. The front yard, if you got a good lawn and everything, feel pretty good when you drive up yep. as, a, as a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what women feel. But so everything was great for about three weeks. Now, one thing the side guys did not tell me is you need to put down a uh, grub kill. should do that every time you put in new sod. For some reason, grubs are tied into the sod. I don't know. Whatever it is. Well, I didn't do it. And I should have done it before they laid it. And I did. And about three weeks later, lo and behold, I see mole holes. Several of them. And these guys are going to town. I mean, it looked like a tic-tac-toe board. It was like, oh, I'm so bummed. So I go never, to the store. Never been exposed to moles ever. Like, I've never had a mole. I've never seen one. I've never. Well, here's interesting. It's intriguing as hell. Our buddy uh, Burt Walker runs Prairie Lakes. I yeah. was mentioning that to him. He goes, I didn't even know there were moles in Texas. I didn't either. You know, he gets hawks and something else out where he's at. And so um, I said, well, I don't care because I have them. I think. So um, I, I go to the Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and, and, I, and I pick up some things. I go online, and I look at things, and you put these stakes in the ground. They're supposed to emit this, uh, you know, irritating noise to keep them away. So I shove some of those in the ground, and I put on the, the grub killer, but it's a little too late for that. And, um, and it worked for about two days. By the third day... There were two holes right next to the stakes. <laughs> I was like, gophers. No. <laughs> Luckily, and I'll get into that in a second. So I said, damn it. So I'm, now, I'm get, now I'm getting mad because you, you put down a chunk of change when you're putting in sod. And so walking the dog one day, and I see these, these little poles sticking out of this neighbor's yard. And I look at it, and I go, hmm, I wonder what that is. And I see a sign, and uh, it has to do with eliminating gophers or whatever. And so I said, well, why not? At least, let's see. So I get online. I check them out. They seem to be pretty good. Have the guy come out. And he goes, "Uh, yep, you got moles. He goes, just be glad you don't have gophers. Mark that, by the way. (laughs) That you don't have uh, gophers because they're bigger. They dig deeper. 
and they make bigger mounds. So moles are a little bit less evasive, right? So he goes, here's what we do. We come out for five weeks, and, and uh, we keep replacing the, the traps uh, depending on where they're going and all that stuff. So if you go to Twitter and you go to at Arnett Rick, I just posted the fact that so far I think I'm winning. Because he came, he came out. I said, you want me to take these things out if the, if the traps get tripped? And he goes, no, 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 no. Don't touch them. Don't do anything. That's our job. Because I know you said, when I told you about it, Craig, you said, I want pictures. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. And I wasn't sure. So what it is, it's a spring load. And they, dig, they, they use like an auger you put on the end of a drill. And they drill down and they put it in there. So at the end is like this ring with this little trigger in the middle of it. And when the mole goes through it, it catches them. What I didn't know, again, if you go to the Twitter feed, Adonet Rick, you'll see these pictures. I never realized what, what it does. It's spring-loaded, and it sucks the mole into the tube. So half of them are sticking out. Wonder how many, weird. I wonder how many people get called the wrong when, you know, mole removal service. That could be two As different things. As opposed to dermatology? Right? <laughs> Maybe. But if I'm talking about my grass, they're not worried about dermatology. Well, I mean, if you Googled mole removal service, then you probably get a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. So, so far, since that point, I'm winning because I have not seen another hole. I've not seen another tunnel. And so they're still coming out. So what's the, what's the price to get moles removed? Three figures? Four figures? No, at three five. figures. Okay. I'd say, you know, load them at three figures. Okay. And like I said, the, and the, the beauty of it is they'll come out for four or five weeks. And then at the end, you probably go buy a couple. They were, the, the traps run about 45, 50 bucks a pop, something like that. And now, and they'll teach you how to do it yourself. So you, I get my own auger and my own drill. And if I see something, I'll throw that in there. And, um, yeah, the only weird part would be pulling it out. And what do you do with them? I guess you, I don't know. You got to, somehow release them because they're disgusting they're Are they? weird looking i mean it, yeah it's not something i'm i'm really wild about but if it's if it saves the lawn i'm in um but gophers are a whole different deal the beauty of this is everything else that's evasive all it does is is it just chases your moles maybe into somebody else's yard this way they're done yeah literally and figuratively right so i'm, I'm making the neighborhood better and anybody that's worried about, you know, be being um, destructive to animals and everything, you know what? We encroach on their land, they're encroaching on our land. And if it was a survival of the fittest, they would have no problem getting rid of me <laughs> to survive, right? So, and hopefully uh, it, won't, it won't matter down the road and they'll just move on to another place and maybe they'll go back to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Which is not in the neighborhood. Um, I don't know. But it was, I was crossing fingers. I had the over-under at two, and the, and the trapper said, I'll, I'll give you one for the first week. I got two. I didn't bet on it, though, so I probably should have. But uh, interesting stuff. But Yeah, I, in my old, when, when I, I moved three years ago, but in my old house, I had this snake problem. But they weren't snakes like you, like when I dig and plant flowers, whatever, in the beds. They, these were these, they almost looked like worms, but they were definitely snakes. Mm -hmm. And they didn't bother me, but I was, oh, crap, another one snake. 
crap, another snake, crap, another snake. And they were like, what, two to three inches, all mm-hmm. of them? Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, it's like, God, what do I do? Because every so often one would come in the house and freak my wife out. Sure. Freak her out. Anything that's that's supposed to be outside comes inside. I had a possum in my house. That freaked me out. You know, birds. And I always wonder, I was like, what do I do about this? I, You know, I... I got that snake be gone stuff, mm-hmm. and they started to congregate around it. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like candy. Yeah, and uh, and so I like I wonder. It's like I, I guess these guys could have gotten rid of the snakes too. Yeah, maybe. You know, I had pest control come out because we had squirrels inside the walls of our house, and and what I was amazed about, they put a full trap out, but not to kill them, just to capture them. I said, why are you protecting squirrels? He goes, well, we have to we have to move them. We don't, and I said, really? They're protected species? I don't think so, are they? Wow. So, I don't know. It's a whole bit. But Yeah, we had, you know, the Texas Junior Golf Tour, we have a van mm-hmm. that's parked in Phoenix. Yep. And during the pandemic, we didn't use it. Mm-hmm. It's relatively, oh, I had 15,000 miles on it. It's one of those little vans. And uh, so we, I, I called Mike Broson over at Crest Cars. I said, hey, can you help me with this van? Mm-hmm. I'll trade it in. We need something else. Sure. Traded it in. As we're trading it in, he goes, well, it's, it'd be worth quite a bit of money, but you obviously had some rabbits living in here for the uh, last year. Rabbits. And they ate all the wires. Yep. A rabbit living in a car. In the engine of the car. I had that happen to me. I went, When I review cars, sometimes I leave them And here. basically said, um, and he said, look, it's about five to six grand of damage. And give it to me because you don't want, nobody wants this car. No. So we'll sell it, but we'll probably send it to auction. My previous car uh, had the brake uh, line chewed out due to rats. It was at a car dealer because I was reviewing a car. I left my car there. And when we drove it back, when I drove it back, I said, well, I have no brakes. And that was that was the problem. They went in there because it was warm. That's what they do, because it was yeah. freezing that time, too. It might have yeah. been right around the freeze. So. Is it ever cold in Phoenix? Um, it gets cold enough. Cold enough. But anyway, uh, if you have any issues, you know, let me know. Check it out. But, uh, yeah, so far, so good. Knock on wood. We'll see how that goes. All right. It is roughly 926. Let's do a little trivia that's brought to you by Ham's Meats, and that's over in McKinney, right down the road. So you want anything, sausages fillets, tomahawks, whatever, ribs. Check them out over at Ham's Meats. All right, here's the question. For trivia, get two uh, free Avid Golfer Passbooks, the brand new ones. And tweet me at Arnett Rick. So Patrick Cantley just broke a record. Did you know this? He just broke a record for most consecutive rounds in the 60s. 21. Whose record did he break? I'm sticking with Kevin Na. <laughs> Add our net, Rick. Get the first one who gets it. We'll get the uh, pass books. And up next, we'll talk about Nicholas. We'll talk about what Jim Nance is doing. I think it's a first. But before we do that, let's talk about paint, Craig. You know, these guys at Preston Painting? Mm-hmm. I met this guy on the golf course. His name's Bourbon. So you don't, we won't Bourbon. Get, you won't get him confused with anybody else, right? Right. It's Bourbon. Bourbon. And I went and got my, he said, look, I, I paint. He says, let me paint something in your house. You can see. So he went out and painted something in my house. And here's two things. First off, you really want somebody who knows what they're doing in good paint, right? Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. But the best thing to me was the house looks like nobody, no stranger ever came in. 
Wow, that's nice. Isn't that so awesome? They, things they took everything out, and, and they painted, and they put everything back exactly the way it that. was. That's somebody who knows how to handle a high-end client, right? Not yes, that I was, but, but others. So this is the kind of guy, when you need something painted in your house, this is where you need to go. Call, go to PrestonPainting.com. It's PrestonPainting.com. Call Bervin. Yep. You put him in your name. Bervin. Hey, it, that's a guy who, who can go by one name, isn't it? Yep. Bervin. Call Bourbon and say, I need a quote. He comes in. It's simple, simple. You're going to go. You, yeah. He's coming in next week. He's going to mm-hmm. do some work on your house. Yeah, yeah. Telling you you're going to love it and love what they do and how good they are. They're reputable. He's been doing business with uh, with the division of Perry Homes or high end of division of Perry Homes, mm-hmm. doing all their high end houses. Mm-hmm. And so he knows what it takes to do a really, really high end house. And, and look. Even if you don't have a high-end house, don't you want high-end? Don't you want the absolute best when you're painting? That's the cosmetic side of what your house looks like. Well, painting is like new sod, immediate gratification. That's right. That's what I like. So check them out at uh, PrestonPainting.com. There you go. 9.31 on the ticket. Let's see what we got here as far as uh, answers. Patrick Canley just broke a record for most consecutive rounds. In the 60s, 21. Whose record did he break? And one Ken, P1 Ken, correctly answered Victor Hoffman. Did it in 2019. Wow. He had 19 straight. But here's the better story. The record he broke was set in 2001 with 17. Care to guess? That's got to be Tiger, right? You'll never get it. Bob Estes. What? Had that record for 17 years. Wow. 17 consecutive rounds in the 60s on the PGA Tour. Wow. So P1 Ken will get two Avid Golfer Passbooks. Um, So congrats to him. We will mix with Country Force here in just a smidge. They're on remote today, so they are very happy about that. But first... One thing I found interesting, I, I, I'm probably more into broadcasting, watching, and kind of analyzing, but kind of soaking it up more than you are. So Jim Nance is doing something next week that uh, I don't think has ever been done before. Um, he looks forward to golf more than anything. He says, when I'm in the off season, the one sport I look forward to broadcasting more than anything is not football, it's not basketball, it's golf. Huh. Loves golf. So next week during the Farmers, so that's be CBS's first broad, official broadcast of the of 2022. He is going to uh, broadcast, but he's not going to be on site. He's going to be whatever NFL game, playoff game is scheduled. I find that interesting. Now I think back when COVID was hitting, I think they were all kind of doing that. Right, they were all in studio somewhere. Yeah. Or at their house or. Yeah, so it's not crazy. But um, but the fact that uh, he likes doing golf more than anything is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. So golf season is nigh upon us. I I used, I love the the farmers because I used to live in San Diego, played Tory a million times. Told people back in the day in the early '80s, I if I was a San Diego resident, I could play Tory for six bucks. That was pretty darn good. Now they've changed it over the years. It's almost getting ridiculous now. Um, as how bad that's getting as far as the cost and um, anyway. So here's an interesting thing about 
Jack Nicholas. So he's got the third most uh, wins. He's turned just turned 82, and he's he's one guy. I know he was never tall, but he looks shorter every time I see yeah. him. He just he's kind of shrinking. And with that voice, I always expected some kind of a booming voice out of him. He kind of like he's on helium or something. A little bit of Mike Tyson-esque. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But the crazy thing was, he, he went like, uh, I don't know, 10 years in, at the at the Open Championship, never finished worse than fifth. I mean, he's got a boatload. He's got 19 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And X amount of thirds. That was the one thing I always found interesting about Tiger is up until more recently, he either won or he wasn't sniffing it. And I always found that interesting. And, and He would back to our top ten. Yeah. But it would be he wouldn't he wasn't in contention. No. Yeah. No. And I think the difference is I think Tiger pretty much surgically killed a golf course. I mean he would just annihilate anybody. Nicholas was the type I'm just gonna be patient and watch everybody else implode. And uh, so he he didn't shoot ridiculously low scores. Mm-mm. Except in '86. Yeah, he just played well enough to uh, to win, and that was and that was huge. You know, they always ask, how did you feel about this? They always ask who's the best player of all time. I think Jack was the Jack was the best because of longevity and what he did. I think Tiger was most dominant. I brought that up last week, and he's. Jack has played in twice as many majors as mm-hmm. Tiger has. Yeah, that's remarkable. And he's to got me. three more majors mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. So when Tiger, Tiger's like this bright shining flame, right? That kind of flames out at times for whatever reason, off course issues. And Jack was just, he was just consistent. He was, he was amazing. And he, and you can argue who had the better competition. I don't know. I think there were more guys back in the day that won multiple majors than they do now. You know, uh, Nicholas had Watson, who was kind of... Trevino. He kind of... Player. Tigers, yeah, but he was ta- kind of Tigers' fill. And then you had Trevino and player, and, you know, you had VJ for a while, and you had Goosen for a while, and you had Els for a while. And But, I, you know, I don't know. I, again, Tiger won more in a compacted time period. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, he was certainly more dominant. And if he would have been able to keep his body together, keep his mind together... And stay, you know, keep his uh, little tiger in his pants a little longer. <laughs> yeah, he, he he probably would have broken all the records, right? But um, but he didn't. So when you talk about the best, you still still got to go with Jack. So if you had a choice, and how about this? Jack played today, Tiger played back then without all the social media, and the, and the media definitely covered for pl- uh, athletes back in the day. Definitely covered for Palmer. Nowadays, there's no secret about anything. No. In fact, it doesn't even have to be true. It just has to be posted for clickbaits yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I wonder how that would have been if Tiger would have been a little more insulated and had better uh, protection around him for publicity and all that. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he probably would have he would have probably gotten worse because if he wouldn't have gotten caught, he would have kept going. Well, but he still, had in, he still had injuries. Yeah. You know, he had that too. Nick was hardly th- ever out. I'm going to say, though, that the injury didn't derail him nearly as bad as the hydrant gate did. 
He went how long after Hydrogen Gate before before he ever won again? I remember Mike Brosen who said, you know, you go through a divorce, you go through something like that, you'll never be the same. It takes forever to get better. And, and he was right. I mean, it took Tiger forever to, to you know, overcome that. I agree. Um, so. I don't know. And, and it's one of those things, it's like, it's like best uh, boxers. Marciano versus Ali. You know, they're to- two totally different yeah. generations. And, and how do you, you know, and then they do those computer models. How do you do that? How do you really compare anything with different equipment, different competition? The only thing that I don't get, and it brings it up all the time, and I'm going to upset a couple people about this, and I don't care really, hmm? is when you talk about the greatest players ever and everything, Ben Hogan gets more credit for so many things than anybody else. And I don't understand it. He was a horse's patoot. Yep. He wasn't nice. He wasn't friendly. He, You know, Byron Nelson was the nicest human being on earth. Yep. And he won, what, how many, 11 in a row? Mm-hmm. And he won 16 in one year. And those records are going to be broken. When you talk about the greatest ever, that Hogan always comes up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, look at Hogan swing. Even Anthony Broussard brought up. Uh, when Best we were, ball striker. I would say he's he was off the he was he was Tiger esque as far as ball striking. He wasn't a great putter. He I mean, got his it. putter got look. He doesn't deserve our accolades. He was a jerk, and you know move on. He never look. Even certain jerks got better over time. George Foreman, real likable guy. Nick uh, Faldo. Nick Faldo. Hogan never was. Mm-mm. And why do we go back to him all the time? I'm not sure, and especially in you know we, we would deemed dangerous to saying this in in his hometown yeah broadcasting his hometown but yeah i don't uh that would have been a tough one to have to cover him and give you one word answers or if he give you an answer at all and i'll I'll even say this i mean you had you had byron nelson here it's not like there wasn't an alternative guy to use byron was awesome and he was great and he loved talking to people and he loved telling whatever it's like you know it's just one of those things i never ever ever understood and and even when they did that, uh, they did that um, documentary on Cherry Hill mm-hmm. and what happened and everything. Even Arnold Palmer said um, he started saying, "You know, I like you know, I liked it. Ben Hogan. Ben was a great guy." He goes, "Let me stop." Mm-hmm. Ben was not a good guy. Ben was not a nice person. Ben was a good player. Yep, he wasn't a nice guy to Palmer for sure because when Palmer first started playing at Augusta, and he walks in, Hogan walked in one day and he says. What the hell are you doing here? How did you get I, in this? You I'm know, a and, nice guy. Yeah, and I'll, we and we laud a guy like that. Really, well, I just you know, there's got to be there's got to be other ball strikers we can compare people to than a guy who was like that. Well, he overcame the car crash, but he, it was always all about him. Mm. And um, there's there's guys like that in all walks of life, women mm. too. You know, and and maybe that's why they're so single-minded. They are out of touch when it comes to socialization, interacting with people, and I can't think of another sport where you could do that and get away with it Yeah. than golf. And it's sorry, but kind of the way it is. I had a a friend, very, very prominent in the golf business, and he wanted to start his own line of golf ball. Mm -hmm. He said, I bet I could buy the Ben Hogan brand for golf balls. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to do that? Because people still get drink the, the Kool-Aid. I know. I know. I don't get it, hey, man. I, I, how many years did I have Hogan golf clubs? Yeah. I did. The Apexes. And I and I loved them. But I didn't love them because of him. Right. I just liked them and they were local and all this stuff. Now I'm glad we're, 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 we're Team Srixon. But back in the day, I wasn't so 
have an allegiance to a person so or who was whose name was on it, it was that how well did it work for me? Yeah, I mean, true. But I always wondered that. Drive always drove me nuts. Always. Well, and and as time how about this? As time goes on and he's passed how long has it been? A long time. And yeah. so can't we find somebody else who strikes the ball as good as he does and carry what about Payne Payne Stewart? So it was awesome. He was a great ball striker. Mm-hmm. Use him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's the old cliche, time heals all wounds. And people that are maybe younger than us, um, they weren't exposed to that. I mean, hell, I wasn't around when he was in his prime. No. You know, I didn't follow golf back then. It wasn't on TV or anything. So, um, yeah, it's too bad. But uh, it's not changing my life. But I'm I'm with you on that. Why does he get put on this pedestal? Or is he getting put on this pedestal as a great golfer, but nobody talks about him as a person except that he was he wanted to practice by himself, he had to have his own drink, he didn't want anybody sitting at the table with him. Okay, that's fine. Just don't just don't let it affect me. Yeah. You know, if you want to be by yourself and be kind of a jerk, okay, go ahead. By the way, I tell you another thing is we got a few minutes. I'm watching the Australian Open on TV. It's right above you. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Tsitsi Tsapas. <laughs> Who? Tsitsi Pass. Yeah. He was the number four seed. Play this guy with a James Harden beard. <laughs> Seriously, that can't be playing tennis, can it? I don't know. It must be. Why would he do it? Is well, it he's a bit? losing. Did he's, he did he win know. a bet? Lose a bet? He's losing right now, but um, but yeah, I'm looking at it like God. That's got to be. There's some guys on the nuts. P- there's some guys on the PGA tour now that got some pretty good mains working underneath Who? their chin. Um, I think Shane Lowry has a decent one now. There's some other guys. Uh, oh, Michael Thompson. Look at him. Pull hip, pull up his image. I mean, it's as, it's as bearded as that tennis player. And I'm thinking as you're looking over the ball and you got this big mane of hair coming down, how do you see your golf ball? I don't know. You know I, first thing came up was Michael Thompson golf beard. Uh-huh. Check it out. It's as, it's as wheels off as anything I've seen on a tour player. Okay. It looks just like the yeah, guy playing. I'm going to say it's going to be way more uncomfortable playing tennis with that damn thing than it is golf. I, but I'm thinking that the beard gets more in the way of the golf ball when you're looking down at it. Most most tennis shots are kind of, you know, kind of waist level. I don't anyway. know. It's just, just to sweat through that thing and everything else. I don't know, man. It just looks I'm like that. It. Yeah. It's like, I always wonder James Harden is like, man, I hope if, I'm play, if, I, if I get traded to the Nets, please don't have my locker next to his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just gross, man. <laughs> well, it could be worse. He'd be eating it. He'd be eating our, our great stuff here at Union Bear, and, and it looks like he's bringing half of it home with him to eat later. I never understood that about beards either. All right, 945 on the ticket. That was brought to you by. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm seeing that in Tanner Fleming has a beard like that, but you're not playing tennis in that thing. I don't think he is. He well, might. And yours is very. <laughs> See? Yours is very neatly quaffed. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Anyway, all right, that was brought to you by uh, Ideal Golfer slash Golf Moose. Go to golfmoose.com and look at all the great deals that are around the Metroplex and even statewide. You got stay-in plays, you got local stuff, you got you got $20 rounds, you got more expensive rounds. Anyway, whatever floats your boat, you can go there and buy it, and you'll be happy you did. All right, up next, let's mix with a little country force. 9.53 on the ticket. want to give a big thanks out to Tanner Fleming. 
main man here at Union Bear Brewing. Always brings the good eats. Tweeted some pics on Facebook and Twitter, and we are devouring them as we speak. Uh, check them out. It's on the southeast corner of 121 and the tollway. Open up at 10, and uh, you'll be you'll be rewarded if you come out here. Whether it's the local brews, whether it's the good eats, whether it's just the great atmosphere, all the TVs, it's all good here at Union Bear Brewing. Also thank uh, Creighton Branch for working the board today. Uh, good job. And also Ryan Medellin doing tickers twice an hour. We will be at Crest Cars next week, right down the road. Hey, before we get into the mixing, a ah. couple tweets. Ah. And they're valid. Okay. I like valid. So Jamie, um, P1, says, there are reasons that Patia was using his, ca- his girlfriend's caddy. He didn't just pick her up this week. He's been dating her for a while, which yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easier to get her into the Bahamas right now than a regular tour caddy. Ah. Maybe true. Okay, good point. Uh, H.E. Pennypecker. Um, <laughs> what? Say that again? Say, say that again. H.E. Pennypecker. Pennypecker. Uh-huh. Tiger Woods is a bad guy, yet you guys fall over yourselves praising him. He's very lucky he hasn't killed people with his reckless driving. You know what? He is exactly right. Tiger got a got a pass over that. He that was a one person accident. That was all his fault. It was all and we're just get better. We hope he comes back and we have completely just forgotten that that was something that he did self self inflicted. Mm-hmm. Fair. And then. Uh, Oh, Jamie again. Should I, uh, well, Jack has played in twice as many majors because he was playing in them into his 60s. He has 15-plus years of playing on Tiger. Yeah, Tiger's body's broken down, but he's nowhere near the age that Jack was when his career ended. That's true, too. He's yep. There's probably another 15 years Tiger could keep playing and playing in majors and get there. If and he probably could. won't no. get the wins. I mean, Jack only got one after 40, right? That one was 46, so... Well, it brings up the question: What would you rather? What would you rather have, Tiger's career or Jack's? Everything. I, I'd probably have to take Jack because the taking, wheels off stuff off course. Right. Would I'm be taking a Jack. He's been married for to you know. Better forever. time to play too. The media was more kinder yeah. back then. So more kinder. Tiger more Woods kinder. YOLO. More kinder. Yeah, Tiger Woods. <laughs> there you go. Tiger Woods what? YOLO. YOLO. Yeah. He had some of that, but totally different time frame, and you can't discount the fact. He was a minority playing, too. I mean, it's a different ball game. All right. Without further ado, we bring on Country Force. That would be Eli and Ty. And they are broadcasting from... We are at Boys. Synergenics. Yes, we are. We're yeah. out of the mothership today. Yeah. Central Expressway Walnut Hill in the Hill Shopping Center. Okay. What you got there? They are doing low-T testing. That's what they do here. But while we're here, it is free. Low-T testing is something that all men over the age of 30 should probably do. Eli got his done. We'll get the shocking results on air here later. Oh, there's no question Eli is full of testosterone. (laughs) You are not He's full of something. He's full of something. (laughs) So, yeah, we're out here, and uh, these folks, uh, it's a grand opening. So we're just going to party, and uh, folks are going to get low-T uh, tested for free, normally 25 bucks. Nice. Oh. Hey, so I have a hey, question can I ask for you. you. I, well, I have yeah, a go, question go. for you first. Yeah, sure. How the hell did y'all not win the e-break? 
That's not our fault. It was P1's fault. It was. I agree. I agree. I'm just throwing the question out there because that was. Even the muser said that was. That was. A yes. Sacrilege. I was listening. It was like, I guess it's just uh, the brand name of Bob Sturm just is so powerful that it uh, overtook a an excellent e-brake nominee. Well, every that was now an and egregious again, I omission. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like some of the voters. They call in so far ahead of time that they don't even necessarily pay real close attention they're to getting, the nominees. They're getting their bits ready. Yeah, they're getting their bits ready, and they just kind of call in, in and say, "Yeah, give me number two, or yeah, give me Bob." You got. Yep. Uh, oh well. But you guys really got robbed on that one. That was Boy, a, that was a classic. Epic. Yeah, you, you slow that one down. <laughs> Talk about. sound like you're feeling no pain clue. if you slow that one down. You want to have Jay do that. Mar-no? All right, let's, let's get to Craig's thing because then I have an interesting okay. thing for uh, the playoffs. So okay, all week, all week, the entire station has been bashing the Cowboys and everything going on. And so now you have a Saturday show, and I would think that Cowboys would be on the docket, the main thing. But how much how much are you planning on talking about that now? After we'll do a, a segment. Week of- yeah, I mean, we, we haven't had a chance to officially eulogize their season just yet. So, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have one segment on the Cowboys, and – I doubt it will be. I, now that we've had almost a week to kind of digest what happened, if you would have put me on the air 30 minutes after the game, oh, I, I could pro- have probably loved would, that. Yeah, probably would have had some hotter sports opinions than I do at this point because I've just kind of accepted it and moved on. But we still do need to uh, give our thoughts and and uh, yeah, we'll close the we'll happened. close the casket at, at yes. uh, 10 10 30. All right, so here's my uh, here's my little playoff bit. So I'm okay reading this article. And the determination or the determining factor on who was going to win the games last week, the wild card rounds, was this guy totally based it on commonality versus playing the Chicago Bears okay. this year. Okay. Okay? It's an interesting metric, but fair enough. Okay. But, well, let me, let me go through this because he uh, – so the Raiders played the Bears. The Bears won by 11. Bengals played the Bears. They won by – Bears won by three. His prediction was Bears should win by eight. They won by seven. Bengals won by seven. Okay? Next game, Patriots played the Bears. Patriots won by seven. Bills played the Bears in his preseason. Bills won by 26. His prediction was... How can you include preseason in this? I know. I get it. I get it. Well, he's a reach. Anyway. But his prediction was the Bills should win by 19. They won by 30. Okay? All right. So far, it's been... It's Perfect. checking checking all the boxes. Eagles played the Bears week nine. Eagles won by eight. Bucks played the Bears week seven. Bucks won by thirty-five. Prediction: Bucks should win by twenty-seven. Bucks won by sixteen. And there was some crappy garbage play there. 49ers last played the Bears week eight. 49ers won by eleven. Cowboys last played the Bears. Well, this is well, this is 2019. Bears won by seven. His prediction: the 49ers should win by 18, 49ers won by 6. So he's using games in which they played the Bears from other seasons? It's, they're not even <laughs> Yeah, which is year. crazy. Okay, yeah. but but this all sounds crazy. Steelers last played the Bears in 2021. Steelers won by 2. Chiefs last played the Bears in 2019. Chiefs won by 23. His prediction, the Chiefs would win by 21. Chiefs won by 21. He's got it down. But that's okay. Finally, Cardinals last played the Bears. Cardinals won by 11. Rams played the Bears. Rams won by 20. Prediction, Rams should win by 9. Rams won by 23. 
He went six for six. This week, doesn't have a prediction for Bengals-Titans, but he has the Packers winning by four over the 49ers. Okay. He thinks the Bucks should win by 15 over the Rams, and he thinks the Bills should win by three over the Chiefs. Well, you can just watch that today. Nickel on all three of these games. Yeah. What's a nickel? Five hundred dollars? Yeah, five hundred bucks. <laughs> That's because of his high T, man. He's rolling it since YOLO. Oh my gosh. No, it's so I can pay for my. It's, it's so I can pay for my treatments that I'm gonna have to have. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> metrics out there, and people who glom on anything to make a bet. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Six for six is a pretty good parlay. So this seems to me like, and, you know, I, I don't know who this guy is that you're referring to. I don't to, either. Is he a Chicago guy? Is he got well, it in for the Bears or something? This seems to me like he went through after the fact and just tried to come up with some no, he posted rando way to make himself look like a genius. No, he did post him beforehand. Anything okay? comparing, comparing anything to the Bears does not make you a genius. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, in this case, it does, I guess. It kind of does. Now. I mean, if I'd have bet six for six, I would have won a big chink, chunk of change. Text me those picks because I legitimately think I may throw a few bucks on all Mark. of them just for, just for fun. I will do that. I will do right. that just for fun. You know what? Buck. I'll, I'll book them. Yes. I'll take the other side. <laughs> <It was> 1840. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the other side, Eli. Oh, oh, did you hear that? Uh, oh, really? Okay. Craig's going to take the other side. Yeah, what are you going to try and big dog me and try and do it for like $500? <laughs> whatever, whatever makes you nervous, buddy. Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with high, high, high T versus low T and see who wins. But I, I can't imagine that that thing's going to hold water long term. Sorry. No, nothing does. Well, no, there's of no, course there's not. no absolutes in, in sports betting. Come on. I found that if you really want to win a decent amount of money gambling on sports, it's best just to completely fade the general public. Whatever the general public is usually on is wrong. So if kind you of like just stocks. Take, which, whichever way the line is moving, like so if it's moving up, the, the public's betting one way up. If you bet the opposite of that, you're probably going to do okay. I pick opposite of norm. That's, that's mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> I kern like that. Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett used to say, sell when everybody's buying and buying when everybody's selling. Yeah, that's there's something to that, for sure. I think so. Right? Well, I mean, there's a reason that they have these monstrous casinos out in Las Vegas. It's not because people are winning money. No. You know, and, and if you look at every time I'll talk to somebody about sports gaming, they'll say, oh, man, I really love X team this week. I always think, well, you really should probably just bet the opposite of that because usually it's just these – armchair quarterback guys on bar stools that don't really know a hell of a lot about what they're even betting. They just do it for the juice. But so, then there's, I don't know. Then, there, then there's Billy Walters who's made a living off of gambling on football. <laughs> but those guys are so few and far between. I mean, if you yes. look at what's those actually are the sharps. moving yeah. those They lines. have inside information. They have so much stuff. Well, I will on. tell you, he, all he will say is, I just need to be 55% right. Yeah. And as much as I bet, he, he'll win money. Well, yeah, because it's literally supposed to be a flip of the coin, right? So if you get, if you're calling heads correctly, 55 percent of the time, that's pretty darn good. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I think, and, and mind you, Vegas is usually pretty close when it comes mm-hmm. to these lines and totals. But I think the common misconception is that Vegas is setting these lines based on what they think the outcome is going to be, when in reality they're setting the lines to inspire people to bet yes. one way or the other. So I sent you guys the link and bet accordingly. Okay. Okay, very good. 
put a couple, a couple bucks of down saw bucks. And see, see what happens. We will bet accordingly. What do you guys have going for the rest of the day? Anything exciting? Going to go watch some football, ball, 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 ball? I'm looking forward to the games this weekend. I hope, oh, I hope they just entertain me. All four are going to be great. I, think. Yeah, I, th- I, I just agree. hope they entertain me. really good slate of games. I hope. Yeah, we hope. I hope. It's yeah, got to be better than the last wild card weekend. games weren't so great. Oh, a lot of football, but a lot of bad football. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what happens when you try and shoehorn extra teams in there that don't belong. It was super wild card week, like the Cowboys. I just want to be entertained. You know what? We know what I thought was unfair. Not because I'm a Ram fan. Whoever plays Monday night gets kind of screwed. Yeah, I didn't really like the Monday night playoff game. I think that's a failed bit. Uh, it ain't going anywhere. I can tell you that. Oh, I'm well, well aware, had, but I just don't. They should have had three camera. on Saturday and three on Sunday. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I have the primetime games both nights. Yeah, it, the Monday night game it's, was kind of meh. Especially if you're the team that has to go on the road, mm-hmm. left coast to east coast. Um, yeah, Ty, do you tough. remember what you picked for the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year? Uh, I believe it was Bills Bucks. Okay, so you've got both of yours still alive yes. too. I had Rams Titans. And so okay. We're, we're all we're we're all still alive. Ready to roll, man. Yeah, we're all still Do alive. It. So that's good. We're not complete idiots. Yeah. All right. We'll check hey, back. I even week. picked the Niners last weekend. Am I the only person on the station that picked San Fran? You might have been. Hmm. I'm a genius. <laughs> oh God. Actually, I've Mark just been bad. watching the Cowboys for the last 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> Did you bet on it? Uh, no. Little, no, no I should have. But I just I don't know. It just it. It didn't jump off the page at me. I wish I could go back and bet a zillion dollars on San Fran, especially if I would have known that the head coach felt like the team was nervous 15 minutes before the game started. Think about it, though. Just think about if something would have happened there at the end where the 49ers would have lost. It would have been the biggest choke job since mm. the Titans, Bills, or, or, or Norman at the 86 ma- uh, 96 Masters. I mean, they yeah, tried every possible way to cough that jokes. up. <laughs> I love Rick bringing golf. it back to golf. <laughs> so how, how do you make – how do you have defensive holding penalties on a run? Uh, well, did you see that – Yeah, Randy Gregory was did, tackling guys. Well, did you see that yes, video yeah. that uh, that Donovan put out there, somebody sent them, where it was about six different plays that they they honed in on Randy Gregory. He did it every time. Yeah, he was just he literally was ta- tackling and, and that was the only time they ever called him was the last play. He was tackling whoever was in front of him every time. Well, between yeah, that and trying thing. to decapitate the offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, that was I do, another I do one. I kind of so. want to get into that for our well, Cowboys good. I'll be, because sure. I found that to we'll be, be listening. bizarre. But yeah, we got some of that. We got uh, some other stuff and things. May mix in a little uh, UFC 270, which mm. takes place tonight. A couple of big heavyweights going at it. We are, uh, yeah, up here at Synergenics North Park. Come visit us. We'll be here till noon. Got, uh, get your free, tested. free low T test. They're normally 25 bucks. You can get them for free. We've also got some. Stock show and rodeo tickets, passes for uh, free movies for a year from Look Dining Cinemas. And, and new ticket swag. Yes, if lots of new ticket oh. swag. If you've been looking really? for a ticket, T-shirt or pullover, oh. beanie they hat, cool we got all hats, kinds of stuff. Beanies. Tank it's top. Awesome. It's early in the year. Get them while that budget's still <laughs> nice and juicy. <laughs> they bring out the onesies this year? No onesies. No onesies. <laughs> no onesies, Dang unfortunately. It. But if we all could right. somehow get you in a ticket onesie. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was going to have you grab me one, but uh, maybe next year. All right, boys, have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, man. man.